0: The Public News Service, Daily Newscast, April 26, 2022. I'm Michael Clifford. Good government groups are calling on county clerks across Nevada to resist calls to dump voting machines for upcoming elections. The coalition called Let Nevadans Vote just published an open letter to all county commissioners, clerks and managers across the state. It argues attacks on voting machines are unfounded and that moving to hand-counted all-paper ballots would slow election results to a crawl. Will Pregman with the Institute for a Progressive Nevada says proponents are pushing the big lie. They think the election was stolen, which has been thoroughly discredited, and as we saw those lies culminated in the attack on our Capitol that was January 6th. I'm Suzanne Potter. By law, the state of Nevada cannot get rid of voting machines entirely, not because they are required as part of accommodations for voters with disabilities. For many, working from home has become a new norm, and physical therapists say if you haven't converted your home office space to aid proper posture, your body will start to show the signs. Typing up a work memo from your couch in some comfy clothes might seem appealing, but Dr. Russell Amundsen of United Healthcare says it's important to maintain a home office setting that doesn't involve constant slouching or looking down at a screen. There's been a shift to telecommuting, so folks have surrendered or, or been removed from more ergonomically designed workspaces with good office chairs, with good support, and of course the appropriate height desk. He says the ideal approach includes sitting up straight with your knees at a ninety degree angle. And if you're working at a computer, adjust the screen height to eye level. Being consistent can help avoid back pain, carpal tunnel syndrome, and tendinitis. A 2016 study found nearly 130 million American adults are affected by a musculoskeletal condition that can affect bones, joints, and muscles. I'm Mike Mowen. Prior to some offices reopening, state officials said last year an estimated 600,000 Minnesotans were teleworking as the pandemic continued. Now from CBS News, in mid-January 2021, just days before President Biden's inauguration, Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia texted the White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, to tell him some GOP members of Congress had privately suggested former President Trump should declare martial law. That's according to texts obtained by CBS News, as first reported by CNN. Green testified last week she does not recall whether she did encourage the president to impose martial law. She also told Meadows, we think the people who assaulted the Capitol on January 6 are Antifa. This is PNS. Barriers like financial constraints, family obligations, and involvement with the justice system are preventing some black Floridians from achieving the same post-secondary access and participation as their peers a survey from the nonprofit Helios Education Foundation finds black students in Florida earn two-year college degrees at rates 10 to 15% lower than other racial groups Helios Vice President Paul Perrault says black students reported non-academic barriers more often than other historically marginalized groups. Black students tended more often to talk about that they need to help provide financial support for their families or actually financially support themselves at a higher rate. And so having to balance college and work, they had more circumstances or our kind of life experiences that were going around that they had to navigate. Helios advocates for a five-year plan to address finances and other barriers through what it calls holistic partnerships between K-12 schools, state colleges, social service agencies, and other groups to improve higher ed opportunities for black Floridians. I'm Chance Dorland reporting. April is Child Abuse Prevention Month, highlighting the ways people can help stop abuse in their communities. We get more on that from Eric Tigetoff. At one Idaho high school, students are doing their part to raise awareness about abuse and neglect. Madison is a senior at Eagle High School just west of Boise. She says there are many ways for adults to prevent abuse. As much as high schools are always pushing for students to get involved in the community, adults also need to, such as joining adult clubs like book clubs or going to church. Just a more friendly community can help make kids also feel safe, and it just improves the living environment as a whole. The theme for Child Abuse Prevention Month this year in Idaho is Be a Champion for Kids. Finally, Jonah Chester lets us know an upcoming art exhibition in Chicago aims to provide a new framework to view the city's struggles with housing, both past and present. Hosted by the Weinberg-Newton Gallery on North Milwaukee Street, the Key Change exhibition envisions the housing crisis through painting, collage, sculpture, video, and large-scale installations. Nabi Hakan Giordano, gallery co-director, says the idea is to highlight alternative solutions to the housing crisis. Like most private ventures, there's a tremendous amount of asymmetry in private housing. And it's this very unevenness that many of the participants in the exhibition are compelled to represent. Mercy Housing operates more than 5,500 homes with about 8,000 residents across Illinois, Indiana, and the state of Wisconsin. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. Member analysts are supported on radio stations big and small, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.